0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm going solo to talk about the energy stocks, specifically the bigger oil companies. I'm getting a lot of tweets asking if you know people should be buying big cap energy And I know it's a hated sector, so it's kind of interesting that I am getting tweets about it, but people like to kind of snoop around into some of these hated sectors to see if they can get any kind of value, right? Well, in November, a lot of people were apparently snooping around in the energy stocks because they had one of their best months of the year. It ranked high up there, not in all-time levels like a lot of the other sectors had, because April of 2020 off those March coronavirus lows was when there was a huge rebound in the energy stocks. If you remember, Um, some of you got lucky and you were trading in the energy shares then and you made a lot of profit and got out, right? Well, this month of November, this rally was similar, not quite as good as the April 2020, but very similar depending on which position you were in. So for example, Chevron rose 25% in the month And because big oil didn't really rebound that great in April, um, Chevron, that was their best month since 1980. And that's when the oil embargo was going on and everyone was buying all the oil stocks back in 1980. So that's pretty crazy that in one month, you know, Chevron rose the most that it, it has in literally decades. So right now a lot is going on in the energy sector. So OPEC is actually meeting right now here at the start of December to discuss extending its 2020 production cuts. You never know what's gonna happen in the OPEC meetings. There's always these quiet discussions behind the scenes, uh, but no one thinks that they won't be extended in some capacity. So it would be a little shocking if they were not extended because demand is still really challenged here. So the OPEC cuts are still needed, but we'll see on that. And that's going to impact energy, you know, the oil prices, depending on what they decide. But WTI crude has retaken $45 a barrel, and that's a key uh, point, a key level, so to speak, Because uh, once it retakes the 45, usually 50 isn't that far behind, but we'll see if it can hold it here. But just being above 40 is helpful for all the US energy uh, drillers, because at least they're they're basically treading water with it over 40, and the losses aren't quite as bad. So if you can get it 45 to 50, that's more of the bullish scenario. And that may not happen until 2021. But the CEOs of the major oil companies remain cautious. We're hearing from some of them more in recent weeks because they are giving us their production outlooks for next year and in some cases beyond next year. And this is an important time to kind of see how much they're going to be spending on CapEx that's the actual drilling. What do they What do they see going on for production, which has been just hammered here in 2020? Is there going to be any recovery in 2021? But as I said, some of these CEOs are remaining cautious. Like, do you blame them after what was going on this year and what they had to do and manage? on their business just to simply survive into 2021. That's pretty impressive. So yeah, they're gonna remain cautious even with the talk of all the vaccines and hopefully the return of a more normal global economy in 2021. So Reuters recently had an oil and gas conference and they reported that the Pioneer Natural Resources CEO, Scott Sheffield, Said that demand wouldn't recover to pre pandemic levels until 2022 or early 2023. So that's still a ways off. That's not, I'm not hearing any 2021 in there. And he also said that the US producers will still need help from OPEC and they're still going to need those OPEC cuts. Now, whether or not OPEC wants to help out the U.S. consumers is a, you know, the producers are is a whole nother scenario there. But uh, they have cut three to five million barrels over at OPEC. And so the U.S. is still looking for those cuts to hold. Now, Pioneer is one of those that did announce what they're doing with production for 2021. They're seeing growth of 0% to 5%. So basically almost no growth in actual production, but maybe a little bit in the second half of the year if things pick up. And remember, Pioneer is buying parsley energy for 4.5 billion. They're closing that at the end of the Q1. Now, Pioneer is one of those that has one of the best balance sheets Of the EMPs in the business so they have uh, very little debt and so they are able to make some of these deals and at the start of the coronavirus pandemic the Pioneer CEO uh, Sheffield said that there would be quite a few M&A deals going on as long as some of the smaller players were cheap and so far He's been partially right. I mean, Pioneer themselves is, as I just said, buying parsley for 4.5 billion. But there's only been a few other big merger type announcements with ConocoPhillips, COP is the ticker there, being one of the others they announced that they're buying um concho concho resources that's a bigger deal and that's gonna be like more of a merger of two bigger companies creating more of a bigger giant than what pioneers is for parsley but we could see uh several more mergers to come mostly with these smaller players being bought out by the bigger guys and more consolidation in the industry because big will be easier to manage with these uh, kind of conditions and this phase in the cycle. Um, That being said, the big players are feeling the squeeze as well. So Exxon, according to the Wall Street Journal, just uh, announced that they are slashing what they're doing on CapEx for next year. They're only going to do 19 billion for CapEx in 2021. They were expected to do much more. And then further out from 2022 to 2025, they're now saying 20 to 25 billion when they had expected to spend 30 billion a year on CapEx for those years. And they're going to be cutting more of their workforce, 15% of the global workforce includes contract and full-time employees, according to the journal. And they also cut their future oil price target by 11% to 17% for the next decade. So all that's going on at Exxon, but they did say they expect to keep the dividend. This was the big issue with Exxon in their last earnings report, right? That everybody thought that it might be cut for the first time in like decades, but they're keeping the dividend. And the cost of keeping that dividend is quite substantial. It's going to cost them $15 billion a year. So you can see if oil prices and are you know not going to be as high as they thought, and um, you know, they're just not able to produce as much, then to keep that dividend, something's gonna to have to give somewhere else, and that's gonna be in the capex. So they're basically sacrificing future growth and production. For the dividend. So I'll leave it there for those of you wondering if that's a good thing, because I'm thinking it's not, but that's just my thoughts. So, like Pioneer, Exxon is not really seeing much of a V shaped recovery with this announcement. That's not a surprise because it is gonna be slow to ramp up energy demand again, even when we have the vaccines. It is going to take probably, as the Pioneer CEO has said, well into 2022, and he said maybe even the beginning of 2023. So essentially that's two years from now. So why own energy at all over the next few years, and especially over the next 10 years? Why, Why be in this at all? Maybe you should just be trading these stocks, not actually investing in them. We've had now two big rallies in the energy shares, especially the pure play EMPs, not necessarily the big oil, but we did just get the big oil recovery um, within this rally as well in November. But prior to that, April and then November were big rallies in the EMPs, which is the place to be. If you want to actually see those big rallies, uh, because I'm doubtful we're going to see another 25 percent in the month from Chevron or Exxon. But who knows? Anything can happen. Right. But unlikely in those big, big uh, oil mega cap ones, are you going to see those kinds of moves again? Um, But, you know, maybe we should be looking around at some of these big cap EMPs the ones with the good balance sheets that are paying the dividends. They, yes, they've rallied in November, but is there more gas in the tank, so to speak, with some of these, or maybe on a pullback, you can get back in and trade these and see if you can get in before another rally. Um, I picked out five names to take a look at, dig a little bit deeper, kind of see what's going on with them, what the charts look like in November. And over the last two years, and to see, is there any kind of play here? Should I be looking at these? So I'm going to cover the two big oils, which I normally don't do. But uh, they they are paying those dividends. And they, they do have the complete package with the refining, chemicals, service stations, everything. And so let's take a look. Chevron is the first one, which I've already mentioned. CVX is the ticker there. Yes, it was up the 25% in November, the best since 1980. But over two years, the shares are still down 26%. They are paying that dividend, and it's yielding 5.7%. So pretty juicy on the dividend still. So they made $6.27 in 2019. They're expected to lose just $0.03 here in 2020, and those estimates have been on the increase. It was looking a lot grimmer Just a couple months ago. So, you know, they're basically almost break even here in 2020, according to the analysts. And then 2021, you will see the turnaround as the global economy opens and expected to make $2.54. So that's a big turnaround. But again, in 2019, they made $6.27. So it is still going to be slow going on the improvement on the earnings side. So that's Chevron, no P.E. because they got the the negative earnings for this year. Exxon, Exxon shares were up 19% in November. That's pretty impressive. Down 51% over the last two years, though, as they are considered to be out of favor compared to Chevron. The dividend yield, even with that big gain last month, still yielding 9.1%, and they're not cutting it, apparently. They're not going to cut it. So 9.1%. Um, what do the earnings look like? Exxon in 2019 made 2.25. In 2020, they're going to lose 41 cents. 2021 rebound up to a dollar 10. So again, a nice rebound. All of these are going to have nice rebounds, but still well below 2019. And no PE on Exxon either because of the loss. Okay, switching over to some of the big EMPs, I've already mentioned Pioneer. PXD is considered one of the best in the EMPs with one of the best balance sheets. These shares were up 25.6% in November. Two years, though, they're still down 32%. They do pay a dividend, but it's yielding just 2.2% as it's uh, a lot smaller than big oil is but they have said they're committed to their dividend and to growing the dividend at pioneer with their good cash flows so they made eight eighteen in 2019 eight dollars and 18 cents in 2020 they are still positive on earnings $1.59. dollar 59 2021 479 so almost halfway back or a little above halfway back 2019 By 2021, that's an impressive turnaround, too. Right now, the shares are trading at 63 times earnings, but it's going to be like that as the earnings are going to trail what uh, the hope is going forward, right? So it's going to take a little time to get those earnings back to the 818, as the CEO said, not until 2022, 2023 are they getting anywhere close to the 818, Okay, then switching over to another big name that a lot of people like for its balance sheet, EOG Resources, ticker EOG. They were up 37.4 percent in November. So a huge rally there. But still over the last two years, they're still down 54 percent. They, too, pay a dividend, got the good cash flows yielding 2.9 percent. And they are a little more bullish than some of the others I've seen. Um, they see a minimum of a 30% return with oil at 40 bucks and nat gas at 250. They've been raising their dividend over the last couple of years. And it looks like they're still expecting to kind of keep going in that direction. And they're big in Texas, all over Texas EOG. So this is really, you know, return on um, drilling in the Permian and you know Eagle Ford, all those areas in Texas. EOG, what do those earnings look like? So 2019, 4.98. 2020 also positive, positive four. 2021, 2.11. So doubling it up into 2021. Forward PE is 45, but like Pioneer, that's going to be high as those earnings are, you know, on the increase here. And then wrapping it up with the fifth stock, I went with um, ConocoPhillips this time, and ConocoPhillips ticker COP. In November, they were up 38.8 percent. Two-year, though, down 39.9. They, too, pay the dividend, yielding 4.4%. They are acquiring Concho Resources. Like I said, that was announced in October. That's the ticker CXO. But when they combined, they're predicting $60 billion in enterprise value for the company. And they'll see $500 million in synergies. That's expected to close in the first quarter of 2021, similar to Parsley, also expected to close with Pioneer in the first quarter of next year. Now, Kaneko mainly is in the lower 48, and this deal will give them further exposure in the lower 48, plus the Montney. is that how you pronounce it? Montney in Canada. And um, they're going to expand the Permian with this deal, and also uh, really expand in Eagle Ford and Bakken. So, just overall expansion is the name of the game. Getting bigger is the name of the game. And this is uh, mostly North American drilling. So, what do those earnings look like in 2019? They made 3.59. 2020, they are going to take a loss of 91 cents, but in 2021 back in the green with 55 cents. No PE because they got the loss this year. But um, all of these companies, as I said, seeing the big rebounds into 2021, that's expected. That's maybe what we're getting the November rally about. We get those vaccines. Everybody knows, hey, there's gonna be oil demand because we've got vaccines now and the economy is gonna uh, open up. We're gonna see the return of travel and conventions. And, uh, you know, business meetings and there's going to be more people driving and flying and all of that into twenty one and certainly twenty two. So what do you do as an investor or a trader here? They've had the big uh, bullish bounce here in November and now we're in December. Do you wait for a pullback to get into these shares? I was predicting at the beginning of November when this industry was looking pretty sick that it was going to retest those March lows. Some of the stocks got kind of close and didn't quite get there before we got the vaccine news that really gave the big boost. So we may not be going back down there. Who knows with the vaccine now in play? But uh, I have no doubt that we will see further pullbacks in this industry. And so, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, maybe just be in there as a trader, not as an investor. And I would caution everybody on the dividends. I know it's kind of um, alluring to look at a 9% yield on Exxon and say, why not get that 9%? Or why not get the 5% on Chevron? Or even the 4% that's on you know, Conoco, um, that's pretty juicy too. Uh, but as we've seen, when just giving the two-year outlook for the shares, the shares can remain depressed for far longer than you think. And then you're sitting there just getting the four, five, or even nine percent when your but- your money could be doing better somewhere else. So they're paying the dividends to keep you in in the stock to keep you uh, patient so that you don't sell and get out but think about where else you can actually make growth or what other industry is not going to need two to 10 years to come back to full fruition, if it ever comes back to full fruition. And think of uh, a good example in the tech area is IBM. For years, they were paying that dividend, people were getting in, it had low growth, but you thought, oh, I'm getting this dividend, who cares so much about the low growth? Well, after 10 years of you know not going anywhere, <laughs> yeah, you got the dividend, but you could have been buying the rest of the tech at that point or just about anything else versus the IBM. They're still looking for growth there. So keep in mind not to buy only for the dividend, even though I know some of you are looking for income try to find the dividend payers that also have some growth and are you know, going to rebound maybe a little quicker here um, versus energy. So the Pioneer CEO has been around a long time, and he does give quite a few interviews, and he knows what he's talking about when he says that it's going to take a couple years for the industry to rebound. And from what I've been seeing on insider buying at a lot of the energy EMPs in particular, there's some buying going on with some of the small guys, but a lot of people are on the sidelines, a lot of the insiders. So they know their industry and yeah, we're going to get some spurts in the industry like we saw in April and now in November in the shares, we're going to get these rallies that's why I feel like trading the sector or the industry is better than actually investing in it. But if you are going to invest, stay with the bigger EMPs and big, uh, the big oils, you're going to get dividend, you're going to get some stability. When there are sell-offs, they probably won't be as severe as with the small caps and Uh, They're more likely to survive any more chaos that might happen in 2021 and onward, uh, because these are the times that try those that have a lot of debt and those kinds of things. So by the ones with the strongest balance sheets, I just gave you the names of several of them and um, hopefully we're through the worst of it. But there's still a long way to go. So let me recap those stocks again. So we had Chevron, CVX, Exxon, XOM, Pioneer, PXD, EOG Resources, EOG, ConocoPhillips, COP. I do not own any of these in my value investor or in my own personal portfolios. Um, I do own uh, a couple smaller um, EMPs but those were left over from going into the pandemic. And um, I've been mainly trading those now, waiting um, to you know, get out of the sector completely. Um, I've been watching it for possible additions to my value investor portfolio here at Saks, We've owned energy off and on throughout the last couple of years, but I still feel it's not a long-term investment plan right now. And it's much more of a short term trading plan. So if I see any on the insider side, I may be getting in over there, but not on my long term portfolio, which the value investor is we hold for several years in there. And so I'm out of energy other than um, alternative energy in the value investor portfolio. So keep that in mind. But you wanna be sure to subscribe to the Market Edge so you don't miss a single episode. All the end of the year episodes are coming up over the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna have some great guests on to talk about what do earnings look like coming in here for 2021? What is the possibility of a recession in 2021? Or will we see the boom that everyone is expecting? Live, i i don't know so i'm having some guests on to discuss all the alternatives and what stocks we all need to be in for 2021 and um i i'm not sure maybe they'll say some might be energy but we'll see so you want to subscribe make sure you subscribe on soundcloud i know many of you are over there we're also on apple Podcasts and we're on spotify as standalone shows on all three of those platforms so Be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.